Well, tonight, I think I'm going to finish my series entitled, Who Are You? Who are you? And we've been five weeks on this series and just talking about who you are in Christ and actually who you are to you. That you become convinced of who you are. And tonight, I gave you five topics that we're going to kind of combine tonight. I gave them to you last Wednesday. If you weren't here, uh, I'll do a little review and give you, give you what those topics are. But we're going we're gonna to look at and talk about a little bit about where we've come from and how where we've come from has framed our lives. Um, you know, I made this point last week that what you think about you affects everything you do. What you think about yourself affects every single thing you do. And there, there has to come a place where we break out of who we think we are when who and what we think we are doesn't line up with God's Word. There has to be a place where we break out and we break loose. Because if not, you'll spend the rest of your life thinking you're one thing when God made you something else. I like this message tonight. Um, a number of things that I'm going to say to you tonight are, are, are actually just prophetic things. And I, and I, want, you to, I want you to follow with me. I'm going to read a lot of the stuff that, I, that I've written down tonight. And... Um, This is, man, this is important. This is really, really important. Um, I want to I look at, just to kind of start tonight, a little foundational scripture, I want to look at 2 Corinthians five, uh, 10. 2 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> Second Corinthians ten and verse three. Second Corinthians ten and verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, there are weapons of warfare that God has created for us to do something with. And it's... it's it's according, according to this fourth verse, it's for the pulling down of strongholds. 
several different places in the Bible, Old and New Testament, the word, that's one of them in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, the word stronghold is mentioned. And a stronghold, a, a, a stronghold is a fortress. And it's a, it's a fortress created to protect something from another thing. In, in our case, in, in, in most of our cases, you would think of a stronghold as a fortress that protects you from another enemy. Okay? But what, what I want to break down, and I'm, I'm just going to read to you a number of my notes that I've written down along this line. But what's happened, what's happened, I believe, with humanity is, is that the devil has deceived humanity into getting people to believe that God can't do what he said that he would do. And so in turn, he's created demonic strongholds, okay, to where people, you and I, I'm just saying people, choose to believe something that's not true according to the Word, but yet it's true to you. And when something's true to you, then it's reality. And then you live by that. And, and, and what, what we want, okay, when, when I'm talking about the devil controlling or possessing somebody, if you're born again, you're not, you cannot be possessed by the devil. But you can be controlled by him after you get born again. You can continue to be controlled by him if your mind isn't renewed, if it doesn't if it doesn't change its thinking process, if, it's, if the reality inside of you does not go from what you think you are to what God says you are. So what we've been talking about is who are you? Who do you think you are? Because as, as I said earlier, who you think you are will affect every single thing you do. If you think you're a loser, you will look through 3D glasses of loser mentality and everything you see will be through loser information. Loser knowledge. Everything you see. So, what does a loser think? Loser thinks he can't. Right? When God says you can. And you got to change the I can't with I can. But now it's not mind over matter. Okay, I can't, but now I can. No, I can through Christ who strengthens me. You see the difference? I'm not replacing one thought with just another thought, I'm replacing that thought with a thought that comes through the power and the strength of God that empowers me to be able to do and accomplish what He wants me to accomplish. Now, follow with me. Um, 
Okay, so talking about strongholds. Um, it's, it's, it's a fortress. And it's a fortress of thought patterns and ideas. A fortress of thought patterns and ideas. And before, before you can be victorious in anything that you do, those thought patterns and ideas of the past have to become a thing of the past and new thought patterns and ideas have to be established within us. Because if they're not established, then we stay thinking the same old way. You can be born again. You can be baptized in water. You can come up out of the water knowing the things that were spoken over you, but if you do nothing with it, if you don't make the effort to make the changes, then your mind stays the same. You're different on the inside. You're born again. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit have become one. But nothing in your life changes because you still see yourself from where you came from. Stay with me. Um, so the Apostle Paul here in 2 Corinthians says that a stronghold a stronghold is defined as arguments and speculations, I think the King James says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In other words, any high thought or any form of knowledge that exalts itself over the knowledge of God is what a stronghold is that's trying to keep you from your success. Keep you from being victorious. God created you and I to live on top and not underneath. He created us to live victorious and not defeated, right? And this process of who we are through understanding from God's Word who we are is the removal, actually, of one stronghold and replacing it with another. Because when you know who you are in God, then you find yourself, the Bible says the name of the Lord is a what? It's a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They run into it and what? They're safe. It's a safe place. It's a safe place to know who you are in God and know how to use the name of the Lord and be anointed to declare certain things and see certain things come to pass on your behalf. It's a safe place. Look at your neighbor and say, I live in a safe place. Okay? I don't want you to tell each other that you want to live in a safe place. We're declaring tonight we live in a safe place. Amen? Safe places. So, um, last week I gave, you, I gave you five different categories of the past that affect our lives. Number one was parents. Number two was teachers. Number three was religious teaching or doctrine. Number four was the prejudices that come from uh, social environment, things around us. And then the fourth one was preset limitations that are on our lives that come from our past. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of information just in the next few minutes, but it's important that you get this and listen to what I'm saying 
because of the way that we're going to connect the dots here. Okay? So, what I want to do is, I want, I want to take the, these five things and kind of combine them. I want to take the parents. Everybody has parents. Anybody here doesn't have parents? Everybody has parents. You came from somewhere. I mean, you can laugh. I was just teasing, you know. <laughs> Everybody came from somewhere. Now catch this tonight. Everybody came from somewhere. Okay? This is not a parent bashing meeting. There's never been perfect parents. Never has been perfect parents. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. In most cases, it really doesn't matter necessarily the things that happen because everybody, I don't mean that, it, it, that we don't care about it, but it really doesn't matter because wherever you came from, okay, it's all connected to your first birth. But what we're talking about, what we do in this place is teach about second birth. Because your born again experience and what you're connected to through second birth will liberate you from whatever first birth screwed up in your life. Did you hear me? Okay? So, so parents and teachers, people in authority, teachers and parents in your life, their words, their attitudes, their comments, things that they have spoken... They're all the result of what you were born into individually. All of us were born into this world, okay? And into the, the system of this world. And this is a fallen world, and when you were born into it, you weren't born again. You get born one time, one way, and you get born a second time, a totally different way. What God wants is for His Word to get inside of us to where we get rid of the excuses for why we can't do and accomplish the things that we need to accomplish. Well, you know, I was just raised that way. Okay, first birth. First birth. How are you being raised now? Now, how you're being raised has a lot to do with the choices that you make I'm going to say it again, how you're raised now has to do with the choices that you make about what information you sit under. We're here to teach and to minister truth so that it helps you to be empowered to overcome some of the first birth experiences that all of us have had. Everybody's got something in the past. Everybody. I said everybody. Right? So, what I want to look at just for a minute is this world that you and I were born into. Um, and it's a world of information and experiences. A world of information and experiences that you were born into and that many of the experiences and the things that you came up against, you had no control over. When you're a little tyke, I hear... The babies, you know, your babies, and you have babies in different places, and little, little, little children. A lot of the decisions 
or a lot of the experiences that that every little person has, you were a little person at one time, and experiences that you had in your life, you had no choice over. So all you can do is go through and walk through life based on what was dealt to you. And until you come to an age of accountability where you can begin to make choices, you're pretty much led into what happens to your life. You're led into that. And so this world that, that we've been born into creates a lot of insecurity that has come from criticism from others and, 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 and different attitudes from other people in life. People just that you come across, teachers that you have. Anybody ever remember something that a teacher said to you that affected you? Huh? Anybody ever remember like close friends or family that said things to you that affected your life? I mean, I can sit here right now and all of a sudden just remember four, five, or six, seven, eight, ten different things that people have said through the years. It's amazing how much we remember the negative things and it's like the positive things we grasp for. But those negative things, man, bam! They just like get stuck inside of you. And through the years, you've been susceptible to those kind of things. But what happens is, is it frames your thinking. And what certain people have said to you and about you affected the way that you think and the way you operate even today if you've not begun to make changes. Hear me when I say a couple things here. <clears throat> Many of the opinions that you and I have are opinions that we have because we had nothing else to base it on. Well, I'm, I, you know, I won't go over there on that side of town because I'm afraid. Why? Because somewhere down the road, somebody told you you go on that side of the town and, 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 and there's somebody that you need to be afraid of. And that could be the safest place, but that's what somebody told you. Right? Well, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I can't do this thing or that thing. You know, I can't, I can't play football. Why? Well, because I just can't. No, no, somewhere. Somebody told you you couldn't. Somewhere words affected your life and somebody told you, well, you're too fat. Well, you're too this. Well, you're too that. Well, you're too little. You know, you're not strong enough. You're not big enough boned. It affects you. Don't think that things like that, words like that, don't affect you. I got, got about a half a dozen examples, but I won't get into that now. I'm on a time scale time frame but but what happens is okay you can think you can't and then you'll fight for that I mean you'll argue with people to know it no 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 you know I just I, I can't I wasn't made to do things like that where the crap did you get that 
I wasn't made to be this kind of person or do this kind of thing. God God didn't make me like that. Listen, it all goes back to whatever we do, we line up with the Word, and if the Word says I can, then I can. I believe I can play for the San Antonio Spurs right now. I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe... Now you're an idiot. Right? No, no, no. I'm not talking about believing for stupid things. Okay? Uh, Okay, if God put it in me to do that, okay, and I have a heart for basketball, I love, I played for years, you know, and if God put that in my heart, it would be something that I would do that no one else would know. It'd be something that I would pursue and develop my body and do all that I needed to do, and nobody would know anything about it, and and if it was God, it'd work. Okay? But why should I just come up with some dumb thought and try to do something and tell everybody about it and then look stupid when I don't do it? I don't want to live like that. I don't know about you. I want to fulfill the plan and the destiny that God had for my life. How about you? See? And this world that we've been birthed into tries to put this heaviness and this thing on us that we can't do certain things. Many of you tonight... You have dreams and vision and purpose inside of you, but you're too afraid to go there. Why? Because of the world and your life that was framed by the the words of people from your past. Listen, don't jump on nobody as a result of my message tonight. Okay? Everybody's done something. Everybody's made wrong, but, but, but they've made wrong confession. But listen, those that brought us here, they did the best they could with what they had. Hmm? But I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with just accomplishing what my father accomplished. I thank God for my earthly father and, and everything, but now, now my goal and my mark is to meet that of my heavenly father. Now the mark is Christ Jesus. Now now my life has been elevated to a place where I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My natural father believed some of that, but he didn't believe it to the level that I believe it today. So I glean from him, but I'm not just settling with what he had. I want higher. But you know, the truth is, most people are too afraid to go higher. You know why? Because nobody around them ever went there. That's the world we've been... We came into. We slid into this world through the birth canal. Hmm? So, think about this as I go to number two. Before I go to number two. Um... So when you got born again, the Spirit of God connected you. The Spirit of God connected you to the kingdom of heaven. He connected you to a world and an existence beyond this natural world. He connect, the Holy Spirit has connected us when you got born again. Okay? And here's the thing. 
And hear me when I say this. You are not alone and you will never, ever, ever be alone again. Ever. When you connect with God, you become one with Him. He'll never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. And now, watch this. Very popular verse we talk about a lot. Old things are passed away and everything is brand new right now. Amen? Amen? So, the influences of parents, teachers, you know, we honor parents in the, in the house. We honor parents and we thank God for parents and we thank God, I'm a parent. I thank God for parents. But there are limitations that come from things that parents didn't know, teachers didn't know, people in your life that maybe had your best interest, maybe they didn't, didn't know some of the things that they were saying and doing that affected your life in a negative way. But that's after first birth. According to second birth, old things are passed away, all things are brand new. Amen? Amen? It's a new day. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a new day. It's a new day, praise God. So number two, number two has to do with religious teaching, or what I want to attach to that is false doctrine. So we're affected, we're affected by teachings that don't line up with God's Word. Look at, look at this verse. Just a simple verse. But it's found in Matthew 24 and verse 4. Matthew 24 and 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. That nobody deceives you. Take heed that no one in other words, lead you astray. Now, now listen to me. L listen to what I'm saying. This, this kind of defines what I'm saying. And, and listen to me when I say this. You can and you need to be and you will be led by individuals. God always has leaders, people to lead you. Now get, get, get this when I say this. But you have to take the responsibility to not be misled by people. People will always lead other people. God created it that way. But then you have to make sure that you know when someone is misleading you. Okay? We could, we could debate all night, okay? So is what I'm teaching you truth or am I misleading you? Right? I had a guy years ago in my church and in, in the church here. And there's specific things that we taught in the church. And one day, he came to me and he said, he said, you know, I just, I don't know that I can stay here any longer. And I said, really? So what's the deal? And he goes, well, there's three things that you teach that I don't believe. Okay? Like, like I'm sitting there and my mind's just kind of running. I'm thinking, okay, what? Well, I don't believe in tithing. This guy had been here for a number of years. He said, I don't believe in tithing. I don't believe in the organized church. And I don't believe in women preachers. 
And I said, okay. I do. <laughs> and what happened was, what happened was, somebody came into his life and misled him. Now, I've taught this church tithing, and I've taught this church about the organized church, about what it's about, and I've taught this place about anybody preaching the Word, you know, whatever it is, I mean, but a but number of different things. But everything that we teach, we line up here. But see, it's like I said Sunday, we report, you decide, Fox News, right? We report it, then you decide. And if you don't decide what you really believe, somebody's going to talk you out of it. And listen, listen. It doesn't matter how well-meaning a person is, how kind they are, and how sweet they are. Well, they have such a sweet spirit. That doesn't matter. Thank God they have a sweet spirit, nice people, or whatever. But I will not be deceived. And I will live what produces. And I will live in the truth of God's Word and not let anything or anybody deceive me because I have to know who I am. But you know what? You know what's interesting about what the person told me? is that what, what God said to me about that person is that they came to a place that those three things that they told me about and probably others, they believed it. They believed that. So, I don't have to argue with them about it. I'm not debating. I'm not in some big debate. Well, I'm going to get my veins stick out of my neck and I'm going to prove this right. You're not going to prove anything to anybody. You don't have to. I report, you decide, we go from there. Everybody say, yeah. Okay. So, in, in, in this world, and I want to I say a couple things, I want to read a couple things that I have here. Um, Satan wants you to accept That either through your upbringing, your past, teachers, parents, or whatever, or what we're talking about right here, other religious doctrine. Well, you know, I heard him say that about baptism Sunday on Sunday, but man, I don't know about all that. Yeah, that's the problem. You don't know about it. The problem is you've never sought the Word to decide whether it's true or not. Remember I told you the thing about the story about the people in the valley where they were fighting over how you baptize somebody, either in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or in the name of Jesus? So I, I, I baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but, you, you know, but, but in Acts, when they baptized them, they baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, so they come up in power and dominion. It's Jesus who died, you see? And, and, and how many times in Scripture did Jesus say, don't make a mountain out of a molehill? Okay? Baptize them and immerse them in the revelation of who Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are, and people will rise up and change the world. Because I'm telling you, the God we serve, we don't have to fight with people in other religions. Just live it, know who you are, experience it, and it'll change the lives of other people because the pages of this book are filled with the knowledge that will produce it. 
It won't produce it just because it's in the pages. It gets off the pages and into your heart and changes are made. There's no end to what can happen in our lives. Amen? So the enemy wants to convince us that from these past experiences, that listen, he wants to convince you that from these past experiences that there are certain things that don't relate to you. Well, you know, so-and-so over there is prospering, but that's not for me. Because, you know, it's just not working. No. No, there's some things that need to change in my thing. Well, that, you know, that, that person got healed, but I didn't. So that really does. He wants to convince you that through past stuff that you've not renewed your mind in, he wants to convince you that it really won't work for you. It may work for other people, but it won't work for you. If it'll work for one, it'll work for everybody because God's no respecter of person and he died one time for all people. Number three, and I'll end with this. And then I've got some confessions that are going to be on the board that I want us to read tonight. Number three, and it has to do with um, has to do with what I mentioned last week, the prejudices from like social environment and the and the the preset limitations that we have on our lives because of all the I can'ts. You can't. Nobody's ever done it. You can't, you can't, you can't. When nowhere did God ever say we can't. If He's told you to do something and it's right, it'll be a success and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right? And, and with that, it has to do, this third thing has to do with the experiences that we've, that we've had in life and the conclusions, the conclusions that you've drawn, that you've drawn up as a result of the experiences that you've had. Because you've drawn up certain conclusions and that's become reality to you. And what happens is we've got to go from the reality of my past and what past experiences have said is so into the present day reality of what God says is so. Because I can tell you stuff all night long, but at the end of the day, if loser is reality in your head, then you're a loser. No matter what I tell you. I could talk to you for years and years. People can sit in buildings like this for years and years and years and hear stuff being taught. And it'll never change them because they never do anything with what they hear. But when you do something with what you hear, that's where the changes. What happens is it changes what your experiences have tried to dictate in your life and the limitations that those experiences have set on you. And it removes those limitations to where there's no limitations. Can you say amen? Absolutely no limitations. And here's a great verse. Romans chapter, uh, Romans chapter 3 and verse 4. Romans 3 and verse 4. <clears throat> Certainly not indeed let God be true. Every man a liar. Let God be true, 
and every man a liar. That means some things that have been said to me and over me have to become a lie to me. No, that's a lie. Why? Because it doesn't line up with this. It doesn't matter who it came from. As I said earlier, everybody I believe has done the best they could with what they had. But I'm not letting the limitations of people in my past dictate my future. My future is being dictated by what God says that I am today. Amen? Right now. Not based on how I feel or, or whatever. And I want, to, I, I want to say these last two things before we, we speak these confessions. Um, if you are believing for something in your life, all right, let's take prosperity and healing, okay? If you're believing for something to manifest in your physical body or you're believing in the financial realm for something to manifest and you don't see it what has to happen is you cannot conclude that that's not for today you've got to go to the word and decide from the word whether it's true or not for you to be well and you to be prosperous you can't conclude that it's not to, to yourself, come to yourself and say, you know what, it's not working to me, so that, that's not true. That's letting your past and experiences and mindsets and things tell you that when you see something a certain way, that's the way it is. That's not the way God thinks. True faith is the substance of the thing that you hope for even when you don't see it, but you got it on the inside of you so real that you don't have to see it to believe it, and when you believe it, you begin to see it. That's the way God thinks, and I can't repeat that, so I, you, you had to catch it the first time. We cannot conclude if we don't see something happening that it's not for today, or it's not for me. It's going to make me want to press in even more to make the changes that need to be made so I'm in a position to be able to receive down the road. Everything is a journey. And what worked for you one way, when it doesn't work the next time the same way, there's something more you've got to learn. And we've got to keep ourselves in a position of learning and understanding truth so we can, in the future, be on the receiving end of what God wants to do. But if we get discouraged, well, you know, that worked then, but, you know, I don't know, God doesn't always heal. Don't, 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 don't let yourself get like that. Well, you know, but so-and-so, you know, they didn't do well, and they, they died as a result of something, and they were a good person, and they, they loved God and all those things. You can't let the experiences of other people try to tell you how true this is. See, because then what happens to other people puts limitations on us, and then we stop believing. I'm telling you today, there is no limitation to what you can do and what you can accomplish in life if you will stay connected to the truth of God's Word. And let it be fresh and real. Even, man, when you think you're experiencing one of the worst days you've had, Go outside and look up and thank God for the whatever. 
If it's snowing, thank Him for the snow. If it's raining, thank Him for the rain. If it's sunshine like it was today and a cool breeze blowing through the hill country, it makes the hill country even prettier. Hmm? Man, just thank Him for the air. Thank Him that you're alive. Thank Him you got another day to live and exist. And, 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 and you got another opportunity to make things, you know, even greater in you so that they're free for other people. Listen, where we get deceived is when we think it's all about us. It's all about what needs to happen in me so it can happen for other people. That's what it's all about. Can you say amen? So, Throw my confessions up there next to my little owl here. No. So, these are just a few things that have to do. These, I wrote these confessions out as a result of how it will help you in certain areas of your life. Some of these may relate to different people and other and, and you know ones will relate to certain ones and, and the others to the others. You know what I'm trying to say. That doesn't even make any sense. So so I'm I'm gonna say each one of them first and then I want you to repeat it after I say the whole thing. Got it? Number one, I am a new person. My past cannot affect me. Okay, so I'm going to do number two, and you're going to jump in right after I say it, right? Okay, number two. I have a destiny and an exciting future. I am confident, bold, and free. I am strong and disciplined. I love everybody. I am not controlled. You're not supposed to do that till I'm through. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Here we go. Number six. I am not controlled by what others think. Actually, you're not controlled by what others think about you. Amen? not controlled you're not going to let what others think about you affect you and control your destiny one more time you can I'll, we'll leave these up here so you can write these down if you want to you know just a, a, as a tool to write your own and write some other things but but you just listen to these as i say them i am not i am a new person my past cannot affect me I have a destiny and an exciting future. I am confident, bold, and free. I'm strong and disciplined. I love everybody, and I'm not controlled by what others think about me. Amen? Come on, someone shout amen tonight. <clears throat> we are people that know who we are. We know who we are. You need to tell yourself that all the time. It doesn't matter if you're confused. I know who I am. I told you this a long time ago. Years ago, I heard someone say, every time you hear a word preached, you say it with your mouth. I receive that word whether you understand it or not. I've done it for 35 plus years. Every time I've ever heard anybody preach, I say out of my mouth, I receive that word in Jesus' name, and that word is affecting and changing my life. You take this word tonight, and the information that I gave you and the things that I've given you tonight are things that I just wrote down that, that I believe are truth, 
things that I believe will affect your life and make changes in you. You take confessions like this and declare these confessions. And as you're declaring them, you're saying it in a way that that's the way you are instead of where you've come from and and what your past is trying to tell you you are. You're saying what God's Word says you are and it's changing your life. And I'm telling you, if you stick with that process, you'll never be the same. Because God watches over His Word to see that Word performed. Amen? To make sure that that Word is performed. So if you got God's Word on it, if you do the Word and you stay with it, and you endure to the end, you will not be disappointed. Can you say amen to that? Father, we thank You for a great night. Lord, I thank You for all the families that are here tonight, all the families represented. I don't care if the family is one person or it's a dozen. I thank You for every family that's represented, individual family that is represented in this place. And in the families, I thank You for every individual person tonight. That Your Word, Your Word is going deep in their hearts. Your Word is molding them and making them and changing them. They they are not people that are being ruled and, and, and directed in their life by past experiences and, and by just being birthed into a world and, and a fallen world and, and allowing all those fallen attributes just to rule and control their life. No, no. Re- religious teaching of the past that maybe told them one thing when we're telling them something else today. No, no. Those things are not leading them. Your Word is leading them. And I believe that tonight. And as they declare your word day to day, supernatural increase is coming on them and overtaking them in every area of their life. We bless you tonight, Father. We give you all the praise. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you tonight. Receive the word.